Yes, it's me, Tony the Kid. What's up, peoples? Hey, uh, Tony the Kid. What's up? We should let our, we should let our special guest, Josh, uh, say his intro, because Director Lisper cut him off. So, <laughs> Josh, oh, I'm sorry. So I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's actually okay. We're going to open the floor, you guys. Uh, we do got Josh online. Thank you for joining us on the, today's episode. Um, today's going to be pretty much just about you. We're going to interview today, of course. Uh, so I'm glad. Thank you for having us. Thank you for joining us, actually, I was just say. Appreciate it Thank very you. much. Uh, we're going to hand you off the floor real quick. Josh, uh, you can go ahead, explain your business, what we do, um, and tell about yourself. Uh, yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Um, yeah, so my name's uh, Balloon Josh. Um, I'm the owner of Neverland Balloons and Face Painting. Uh, we're based out of Houston, Texas. Nice. But um, I'm not willing to travel anywhere. So if someone wanted to hire me in New York City or California... If they're willing to pay for my people, hey, <laughs> <laughs> right. you know, I'm not right? Exactly. Um, yeah, based out of Houston, Texas, and go anywhere, you know, in the greater Houston area. Um, but yeah, I mean, this pretty much does what it says. Um, we do, uh, you know, high-quality balloon art face painting. So everything from, you know, the balloons you typically would think of, like, at a restaurant, um, but ours are going to be, like, more advanced, to everything from, like, balloon decorations, like arches, columns, things like that, uh, I've been doing lately balloon cosplays and balloon dresses um, and balloon like outfits and things like that. Um, and then outfits. face painting as well. You know, we have very vibrant, you know, bright um, uh, colors and stuff for, and you know, really amazing designs for the face paint as well. So yeah, we're actually the top artist in the greater Houston area. Um, and there's actually uh, no other balloon artist in, or face painter in Houston was more five-star reviews than we do. Perfect. Awesome. That's great. That's fantastic. Fantastic. Now, I guess the first question would be is what got you into the business in the first place? You know, what excited you about it and uh, got your hands? What was your first one in the first place? You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I started doing balloons when I was nine years old. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember, you know, dad, I need a more allowance. And he said, then you need to get a job. Um, <laughs> yeah, my dad said, I need more money. I was able to make it myself. And uh, so I saw a guy doing balloons at CeCe's Pizza, and I thought, he sucks. I thought I could probably do that. Um, <laughs> I asked him to make me something. I don't remember, probably like a sword or a dog or something. And then when he left, I like took it apart and like, deconstructed it. And I'm like, I got this. Put it back together. You know, and so then I just, from there, you know, I got a little balloon kit um, from my sister for my birthday. And, you know, just kept practicing and working at it and, you know, coming up with stuff. The first thing that I... Um, made on my own was a lion but it was like a really really basic not good lion <laughs> generic <laughs> nice hey for effort though i'm sure 29 years ago wow look at that yeah. that's good wow. what's uh now as far as social media stand, standards concerned uh i'm not too sure if we got into that when we're introducing you um where can we where can fans look for your work as far as social media standards and actually even um hit you on instagram like uh message Get you going out there. Yeah, um, um, we love people to follow us on Instagram. It's just Neverland Balloons. If they want to follow us on Instagram, 
Uh, we try and post there pretty uh, pretty regularly um, on Neverland Balloons. Also, a new one for us is uh, TikTok. That's cool. one I've only had TikTok for about two months. But in two months, I've gained almost 500,000 followers. That's good. And wow. TikTok has been overwhelming. But, um, so yeah, if you just... want to just see pictures, go to Instagram. If you want to see videos of me doing stuff, um, go to TikTok. I'm TikTok Balloon Josh. So Instagram, Neverland Balloons. TikTok is Balloon Josh. Um, and then for our website, you can either go to balloonjosh.com or neverlandballoons.com. They redirect to the same uh, same site. And so you can hire us um, or see more pictures or testimonials or whatever from our website, neverlandballoons.com or balloonjosh.com. Perfect. That's very good. Cool. What's uh, what's the current project right now? What's, uh, I guess, what's next uh, for the work? Uh, I have a couple big things I'm pretty excited about. Um, I'm coming up with new balloon dresses all the time. Um, so new balloon cosplays and stuff. I have a couple different cosplayers in the Houston area that I work with on a regular basis. And we have a long list of cosplays that have been requested that we're trying to kind of pack away at, way down the list. Yeah. So I have a couple cosplays that I'm working on. Um, one of the things I'm actually most excited about, though, is I have a stilt walker friend of mine that me and him are actually trying to work together and uh, break a world record. Ooh. So, really? Um, the world record for the world's largest balloon costume. Okay. Which right now, I in the UK, it's like a I forget exactly how tall it is. Feet tall, um, Pikachu wow. balloon costume. And wow. That's cool. Um, however, I'm pretty sure I can do better than that. So my friend, <laughs> when he's on his stilts, he's 18 feet tall. Yeah. I'm gonna make an 18 foot tall Power Rangers board. Oh, nice. That's amazing. To break the world record yeah. for the world's largest balloon costume. So that's my next big project that I'm that I'm you know hoping to do in the next week or two. Perfect. That's awesome. Fantastic. All right. Well, I guess uh, fans, reject fans, we're going to be looking out for that for sure. And then if we get that link, we're going to be sharing that definitely with you guys, so that way we can go ahead and get that going for Josh. Um, yeah, there will be. Pictures on our Instagram and videos on our TikTok. Perfect, perfect. Now, as far as the business itself, what's the most stressful part about the business at the moment right now? Um, COVID, man. Like, these, the lockdowns are brutal. Like, so, you know, when we do events, um, you know, we used to have, what, 20 events, you know, 10 to 20 events a weekend. Now we're, you know, we're looking at, like, three to five events a weekend. So, I mean, you know, we were, you know, before COVID, but now with COVID and lockdowns and less people having events, yeah. now we make it a, in a we would make it before. Okay. Um, so, but that's what, so, I mean, we're definitely, you know, making sure that when we're doing it, we're at events, we're wearing masks, we're, you know, using hand sanitizer, you know, we're, you know, being cautious, you know, and, and especially, you know, with there being rumors of further lockdowns ahead, potentially, um, it definitely doesn't book well for being in the entertainment industry. Okay. Um, but yeah, a lot of friends of mine are, you know, have already had to throw in the towel and are out of business completely anyway. Um, fortunately for us, um, I got accepted into the TikTok Creator Fund. So that's actually provided a source of income that was unexpected that's kind of helping us keep our business afloat until things pick back up and get back to normal. That's very good. Very good. Yeah, this COVID, I know for sure, has definitely stopped. Uh, like pause a lot of good things i think the other good thing is that with this covid is actually getting the creativity where people to kind of interact with one another finding new ways to kind of get the product out at the moment right now it's stressful definitely for sure but we definitely wish you the best uh hope the business keeps going 
at the moment right now because it looks like it's booming. I would say definitely let's keep that up. Um, it's good that you have a nice set plan for yourself to make sure for everyone's safety plus your own um, to make sure it doesn't stop and no one gets affected by it. So that's good. Um, yeah. Any uh, questions? I'll leave the Q&As for anybody else with the rejects. Anybody got something real fast? Actually, I was going to ask you a question. Uh, before you make your uh, the, the attempt for the world's largest uh, balloon structure or cosplay, so far up to date, what's been your largest uh, balloon structure in general? So, um, when you say largest, um, I have my tallest, and then I have the one that was the biggest overall size, right? Because when you include, like, depth and probably both. So, the, the tallest one I've ever made was a 12-foot-tall fire-breathing dragon oh, wow. at Senior Frogs in Nassau, Bahamas, when I was working on cruise. That's the tallest one I've ever made. The biggest one I've ever made was a 6-foot wide by six foot long by six foot tall bounce house that floated on the water the kids could jump in at a pool party made out of balloons that is awesome okay wow that's that's impressive man so that's the biggest anybody so, like, else where do you get your where do you get your creativity from or where do, where do you get like the ideas from uh ADD. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, that's funny no. That's actually good. Anybody, uh, did you have a question? I know Zach attacked. Did you have something? No. I mean, I'm impressed, definitely. But, I mean, no questions on mine. I mean, you covered it off. I mean. Very good. And I don't normally wear shirts like this. Um, <laughs> just for the record, um, I actually had uh, the event I had right before this. I was a Christmas elf for five hours oh. doing balloons <laughs> as a past five hours. So, um, yeah. Well, at least the good, you're sitting down relaxing. You know what I mean? This is your relaxation time, so that's good. <laughs> Anything else, Director RJ? Uh, yeah, actually, one question for you is, I know uh, your cosplayers are well-dressed before they do the balloon. Uh, my question is, do they have to dress up to the style of the cosplay before you put the balloon on them, or do they, does it matter what they put on? No. Um, so, when I do... Um, the balloon cosplays, like you mentioned, I require that all of my models are fully clothed underneath. Um, one, just because I don't want to be making models on nude women that's or making balloons on nude women. That's just not my thing. Mm -hmm. um, but also, um, if the balloons do pop, you know, I don't want someone to be uncomfortable, you know, showing things that they don't want to show, right? So any balloon cosplays that I post, the model is covered and clothed underneath the cosplay. Perfect. Um, that's a question I get a lot. Um, on, on TikTok especially um, but as far as what style they need to wear underneath mm -hmm. the color matters more than the style like I don't need them to dress like the character underneath because um, you're really not going to see because the goal is to make the weave of the balloons so tight that you can't see through them right, right. so you want them fully clothed underneath but you want it to be fully covered by the balloons so it looks like they're not wearing anything underneath right you, want, you don't want to see what they're wearing underneath Right. Um, ideally. Um, and so normally I'll tell them, you know, just, you know, some spanks, some cheer shorts. Um, I've even had people wear like a full dress underneath. 
Um, but normally, I, you know, most of the time it's just like a tank top or cami, you know. Mm-hmm. You don't want something that's got full sleeve. So something with straps that you can just like slip off and tuck in um, usually works best. But usually the goal is you just don't want it to be an odd color, right? So if I'm making yeah. a pink dress, uh, I tell them you can either wear um, pink underneath or you can wear just like something like a, uh, like a flesh tone or like black underneath. What you don't want is if I'm making a dress, you don't want like a green shirt yeah. underneath. Because yeah. then any small caps, it does shine through. Right, exactly. Okay. Uh, now, as far as Christmas, since Christmas is around the corner, any I'm not sure if we established that, but any Christmas themed uh, balloons that you're working on at the moment right now? Product wise? Um, you know, you know I, I do have a, I talked to a couple of people about I'm doing a um, uh, photo shoot um, tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I'm doing two balloon presses. Um, I don't think those are going to be Christmas themed, though, but okay. next Thursday, I'm going up to Waco a balloon dress um that one may end up being christmas themed okay. um, so yeah so yeah i mean but something i can just come up with on the spot like i don't need to pre-plan that per se mm-hmm. um but like today for instance the event i just did i was making a ton of rudolph the red-nosed reindeer christmas trees grinch elf on a shelf yeah there's a lot of christmas uh events and then we're having an event tonight from 9 to 11 p.m oh boy and that's gonna have a lot of uh, Christmas themed balloons that I'm going to be making as well. Very cool. Very good. Um, since we're getting into Christmas, um, anybody else have any Q- more Q&As for Josh? I do have one. Completely. It's kind of a little bit different from Christmas, but sure. a question for you actually. What made you come up with the name for your for your business, for the Neverland Balloons? Um, what? Actually, interesting. If you can see behind me, um, no. poster. Um, I was, around the time I was thinking of rebranding and, um, kind of uh, re, um, re-envisioning my business. Because for a long time, my business had just been, um, I, it had gone through a bunch of different changes, right? Mm-hmm. Um, at one point in time, I, I started off as breathtaking balloons when I was nine years old. Mm-hmm. I was breathtaking balloons. And then at a certain point, I changed it to the Texas Twister. And then um, That's I a changed it to just the balloon guy. Like, that was it, just the balloon guy. Yeah. And then at one point in time, Joshua's Creations. Um, so I went through a couple of different variations. And, and I, so the most recent one before Neverland Balloons, yeah. it was just Joshua's Creations. But that's pretty vague, yeah. right? Like, Joshua's Creations, like, what is what? that? What are you creating, right? Just, right. It's not specific enough. If, if someone hears the name, they don't know what you do. True. Um, so I was trying to come up with something, and I was actually directing a production of Peter Pan at a local community theater. And um, I was reading the lore behind Peter Pan and reading, you know, the original works by J.M. Barry, and I just kind of fell in love with the lore, the mythos of Neverland and Peter Pan and, you know, kind of the young at heart, you know, being childlike and never growing up. And, like, it just kind of – I felt like a kinship to um, J.M. Barry, I think, through yeah. researching all of that. And so I was like, you know what, Neverland, everyone hears Neverland and they think, you know, child, you know, magical and mystery and fantasy and, you know, mermaids, unicorns, pirates. And, you know, and so I just thought that's, you know, that seems to pirates. be a fitting name for <laughs> my company. It's kind of a tagline. Was, if you can imagine it, we can create it. Very so cool. um, that's awesome. That's well with the Neverland, Neverland theme. Yeah, that's good. That stuck with it. I know you mentioned that Texas Twister. I'm like, that reminds me of like a wrestler, if anything. I'm like, I don't know why. Like for us, WWE fans, it's like Texas, Texas, Texas Twister. 
I'm like, that's a, that's more like a wrestler or a wrestling move. Oh, the Texas Twister. He just nailed it. <laughs> Actually, there used to be a wrestler known as the Texas Tornado. His uh, name was actually Kerry Von Eric, I believe. See, there you right. go. So I'm like, that's that's actually what uh, the, the first thought of my mind when it comes to that. So switching to Neverland, that's actually good. I think when it comes to businesses, we all we have to kind of um, create our own what I guess uh, lingo and how we feel comfortable. Like we go through a different changes of names and stuff like that with the business, and then we find that one that kind of sticks well. We stick with it. So that's I, I, it's good. It's it's a good thought process to it. And then it keeps up with it, so that's awesome. Um, okay. All right, guys. So we're moving on to uh, Home Alone. Christmas is coming around the corner. Thirty uh, year anniversary, according to uh, Director RJ. Um, hey, right, Director RJ, I'm going to give you the first step on this one. So go right ahead on this bad boy. Uh, let me look at the notes real quick because oh. I can't see. I thought you had it on there. Well, I, I guess I'll go with that. Well, uh, Josh, Home Alone. Um, I guess either one or two. Has this been a um, fan favorite movie for yourself growing up? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's not Christmas. Yeah. I haven't watched Home Alone yet. True. True. The facts. <laughs> That's true. Now, uh, what, I guess, what became, what's the most memorable scene within the movie itself? Like, what, like, uh, I guess for yourself particularly, that's like my favorite scene uh, in Home Alone. Mine would have to be, uh, when he shoots the the little pebble bullets at the Afro guy, I can't remember his name, but uh, yeah, he dude, steps on the glass and then he starts nailing him right there by the little doggy door. I'm like, that's that's the one it part for the first first one especially. I just think the one that always gets me, man, is when the the tarantula's on his chest. <laughs> <laughs> man, I can't watch that scene without being like, oh. Like, like Hey, and the scream, the scream he lets out. I'm like, no way, no way, you're moving after that. Like that crowbar to the ribs. Yes. Oh, that's so painful to watch, man. Exactly. My brother said, uh, it's the it's uh, the crow, it's the scream that plays it off even better. Like his actual scream that he has to get it. Like it makes it more. It it just cracks it up even more. I would say for sure. Uh, yeah, adds to that tension. Exactly. Director RJ, are you available now? Are you ready? Your setup now. Uh, you know, it's just film. It actually debuted in Chicago since the film is based in Chicago. Yes, that's true. Oh, wow. The first one, right? Yep. Both of them, actually. Yeah. Both scenes. Oh, even the second uh, one debuted that wasn't filmed in New York? That's I think, awesome. well, uh, yeah, the the first, second one would be in the beginning of it, and then uh, yeah. when they had to move it to New York for sure. And another uh, thing I found out about this movie is that actually Robert Nell and John Lovitz were both in line to play the role that Joe Pesci ended up playing in the movie. Which were, I, I guess we're all happy that uh, Joe Pesci took it instead of Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro, John Lovitz in that role? Yeah, I don't think I could see that. I don't think Joe Pesci's role being Robert De Niro's part would never... Like, De Niro would have made it too serious. Like, I legit would have felt like fearful of Kevin's life. Like, right. Robert De Niro play that, like... I don't. I just think it would be more, way more intimidating. And John Lovitz, man, <laughs> keep a straight face. Like. <laughs> yeah. That's true. That's true. I think I, I was more. I was very shocked to see Joe Pesci, knowing that when you when you see his line of work and being, you know, in the Goodfellas Casino, like yes, he was the the little guy that was the more violent one, the more the more intimidating one. But for some odd reason, for this role. 
it actually he nailed it to the T of the comedic standpoint. And when it came to Robert De Niro, it's like I think he even though he's had a little more goofier movies like with uh Meet the Fockers, uh, you know, Meet the Parents and stuff yeah. like that. Even uh, though or something with uh, was Zach Efron or something? Yeah, yeah, uh, Grandpa. So, uh and, yeah, the grandpa, bad, bad grandpa. Yeah, bad grandpa. There you go. Thank you, Zach. Yeah, yeah I just, yeah, just seen pieces of it. I'm like, oh, jeez. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, it's hilarious. It's hilarious. <laughs> Correct. And it's, I think with him, it probably he definitely would have had that tone of more of a, I'm the mafia guy, so I'm gonna get. There's a hit on you. I'm gonna get you more than Joe Pesci did. So I guess that's a good, that's a good stand, good stance that Joe Pesci took that role. Uh, anybody else, uh, Director RJ? Anything else, my man? Actually, they had a swear jar in the movie that Joe Pesci and the other guy filled up all the way to the top twice, I believe. <laughs> That's thirty dollars, Joe. Joe, put thirty in there. <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, anything else, big man? Uh, just that. I, one thing I didn't realize until uh, I watched it last night. I think I watched it was uh, John Goodman is actually in the film. Not John Goodman, uh, John Candy. John Candy, yes. Towards the end, he's the one that helps uh, the mom get to get to um, Col- yeah, Macaulay Culkin's character. Yeah, he's talking about a polka music. Yeah, the polka oh, music. Yeah, polka. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Now, uh, for no. the movie, uh, do you? Are you excited? I'm not too sure if you're familiar with Disney Plus rebooting the movie itself. I think is it something where you would have to involve some of the old characters in, do you think? Or would it be a freshly new standpoint, keep it somewhat thesis of the same original plots, but if you change the characters, add a little bit more comedy standards to it, could it work? I think they will leave it alone. Like, I don't know. I think most remakes are just... just Horrible, horrible mm-hmm. mistakes. Mm-hmm. Um, as an example, Ghostbusters. Like, come on. Like, I know they tried to claim this <laughs> yeah. reason it didn't do well. The uh, sexism and stuff. But no, it's because, like, me and my wife just watched it. It's because the movie's trash. Yeah. Like, and they, they, they didn't even to have, like, cameos. <laughs> having the original Ghostbusters have, like, cameos. But the movie itself just wasn't good. Like, you know, and they kind of already did, in my opinion, do a reboot because they had that Home Alone three, yep. with that other, you know, and it was a completely different storyline, completely different, you know, but it was the same basic premise, right? And it didn't, you know, because again, so there was something about Macaulay Culkin at that he just played it so perfectly, and then any other time they tried to do anything similar in that similar vein, it just comes across like the kid's trying too hard, like it just doesn't have. You need that, like, mischievousness, but also that innocence. Yeah. Like, you know, both of those things for it to play well. Right. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying they couldn't possibly do it, but I'd much rather see them do something completely original. And even if they do the same basic premise where the kid, you know, rigs the house with all these booby traps, whatever. Right. Just call it right. something different. Everyone will be like, oh, this is Home Alone. Like, you don't have to, like, call it Home Alone. The... Ex- yeah, the the expectation of it of being the Home Alone and having the name of it would not be there so much unless if it's a, a freshly new name, a fresh like freshly new look, but the same premise of it, and then that way you could be like, oh, that's they stole that from that, they stole that from that, but this is a whole new setup, so you know you get more excited for that, or you your mind is more open to less of a judgment on it when the name isn't attached to it. I guess you would say. Yeah. 
if they were to try and do like a Home Alone reboot, to me the best chance of success would be if you do a continuation of the original two. Yeah. One and two, ignore ignore three, and I think there was a four. Like just ignore anything but Home Alone one and two, and then you make one now, but have Kevin McAllister be the dad and have it be his kid. Then you make it work because then you still have the characters, and you can still have some of the cameos. You right. could have um, like the Buzz, like the siblings. You could even have Fuller, the kid that went to bed. You could have them come back as cameos because it's still in that same universe because it's now Kevin McAllister is an adult, and then it'd be interesting to see like how he deals with his kid acting like him. Like to me, that could potentially work. Yeah. Um, he's not. Any other yeah, he's not like, like in the wrong area. Like that's a really good theory. Yes, very true, very true. Uh, very good. Uh, I guess we'll be excited to see Home Alone 1 and 2, you guys. Definitely, I know that's a fan favorite. I already watched both of them at least three times by now with the kids. So, And it's barely the 5th of December. So I, I'm like, I'm I'm know for a fact within this within this month, I'm going to watch it another 20 more times. So I know for a fact that's, that's uh, a fan favorite Christmas holiday movie for sure. Can't beat it no matter what. You can watch number two even... Like you can watch two, then one, and then one and two, however way you want to do it. But either way, it's gonna be fant- it's a fantastic movie. So happy anniversary to uh, Home Alone for sure. Happy anniversary to Home Alone. Man. Now Christmas, since Christmas is coming around the corner, tradition wise, uh, Josh, what traditions do you celebrate for Christmas holidays? Santa, no Santa, elf, no elves. <laughs> Church service with my family, and then we'd. Um, Get together, we'd open, we'd pick like one present, usually that we'd open on like New Year's Eve, I mean on Christmas Eve. Yeah. Um, not New Year's Eve. Um, <laughs> one present we'd open on Christmas Eve, and then we'd open, you know, the rest of Christmas Day. Um, and so right now, like, I'm, like, my wife and I, we, like, switch Christmases between my family and her family, right? Yeah. And we're on the same as my sister and uh, her brother, right? Mm-hmm. So that when we're visiting her family in Chicago for Christmas, it's the same time her brothers are visiting her parents for Christmas, and we're visiting my family in Texas for Christmas. It's the same time that um, that you know, my sister. But this year, COVID's kind of messing everything up. Very true. So normally, we would be um, going to Chicago for Christmas, mm-hmm. but this year that's not going to happen because of all the COVID and lockdowns and everything. Um, so this year, I think we're actually just going to stay local and uh, probably go to like. Um, like an Airbnb or something with my with my parents for a couple days. There you go. That's good. Very good. Uh, Director RJ, any traditions you on the way? I know you got the Hispanic side and all this. <laughs> well, actually, with us, it'd be uh, SG three is part of my like a, a like a real nephew of mine. So, SG three will know this is that our family has always had a gifts exchange where uh, we pick names out of a hat. We uh, figure out who um, who we're gonna give a gift to, and we'll go out buy the gift. And I think on Christmas Eve we have a party, and like near the end of the party, we start exchanging the gifts. Like, oh, I got you, and I got this guy, you know. So that's a tradition we have in my end. I love it. Yeah, yeah unless 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 Uncle RJ has to give you a gift, and then the day of he asks you, "Hey, by any chance, do you have this?" <laughs> 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 yeah, I, I've, I've been I've been a victim of that myself. You know, he'll be like, you know, hey, th- hey, hey, Tony, do uh, 
did you do you have the Batman red hood? Do you do you have that? I'm like, uh, no, I do not Random actually. Question. He's like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, just 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 asking, just asking, and then all of a sudden you do the gifts, and then you open it up. Oh, who would have guessed? Batman the Red Hood. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so that's pretty much it. Now, uh, also music wise, Josh, what uh, what's your must must listen to Christmas song of the season? Uh oh. Must listen to. Yes. Like, what's what's one you kind of put on the most? Like, that's my Christmas song. This my jam. Song. This my jam. I gotta hear it. This my jam. <laughs> there is a Christmas song, like, and I don't. But there's only one version of it that I like. Okay. Um, I really like the um, the version from the movie Elf with Will Ferrell and Zoe Deschanel. Yes. Um, the bait gets cold outside. Like that scene where I just think it's hilarious. Like she's in the shower saying, "It's funny, and he's like, yo, I don't that, like totally clueless that he's like being made creeper." Um, but no, I just think like that particular version. Like normally that song, uh, it, it doesn't it doesn't do anything special for me. Like I don't think it's a particularly amazing Christmas song or whatever. Right. But that version, really like the way Zoe Deschanel and um, Will Ferrell's voices harmonize together, you know. And yes. I, I, I just I like that version of that song. Um, but then the other one is the the classic, just that um, Carol of the Bells, whatever the one that's playing in um, alone whenever he's like mm-hmm. freaking his house to you know be a death trap. That's, yes. That's a classic. Very good, very good. Uh, Director RJ, anything else? Uh, for me, it would be uh, Judy Garland's uh, Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. Ooh. Oh, very okay. good. That's nice. Uh, That's nice. What about you, Zach um, Attack? I know you're more on the hip version. <laughs> no, honestly, when it comes to Christmas music, bro, for real, one of my favorite classics is fucking Jingle Bells, man. Jingle Bells. Something about Jingle Bells rocks, man, when it's on, and, like, you know, the snow's falling, and the lights are, Christmas lights are on. Yes. And you got some good eggnog going. Something about Jingle Bells, man. It just it just gets me in the festive mood, man, for real. Oh, uh, eggnog. That's good. That's good. Uh, yeah. What, what, as far as, uh, real quick on the, real quick before we head out, uh, food-wise, Josh, what's uh, what's your must I gotta eat on Christmas? Because for me, it has to be banana nut bread and some punch some nice Ooh. homemade punch like that's that's our yeah. tradition i know for a fact well, i think for me the, the must have christmas food i gotta have me some like nice warm apple cider like you know the kind that with the cinnamon yeah. sticks floating on top walk in the house and it just smells like apple pie you yeah know, like, <laughs> cider. i love that um and then i don't i mean i, I know like Trying to think of like what you know what's something traditional, but we always had this like my grandma used to make this really good like cranberry sauce that had like it was like cranberries but also had like raspberries in it and it was kind of sweet. But I mean, so make that every year. It's just like it's just kind of I don't know what all's in it, but it's good. Yeah, it's like a cranberry thing. Hits home. Hits home. That's true. That's good. All right, guys. Uh, well, thank you, thank you very much, Josh, for joining us for the episode. I know that will be ending up very soon. They're going to be heading out uh, very shortly, so we're going to kind of, I guess, uh, we got to our episodes. So anything else, Josh, uh, we'd like to thank you for joining us today for sure on the episode. Uh, before we leave, uh, I'll open the floor again for you one more last time to let everybody know where to reach you on social media um, and say your goodbyes. <laughs> yeah, again, thanks guys for having me on. I had a blast. You guys are awesome. It's always good to you know meet other people and just have a chance to talk. I feel like you know right now with everything going on, it feels easy to be so disconnected from people. True. And I think things like this, you know, help you feel 
like, oh, I'm not alone in the world. Exactly, right? exactly, um, definitely. But, yeah, uh, one thing I'm going to remind everybody, because um, there's a lot of misinformation out there about balloons. People try and say that, you know, they're single-use plastics and bad for the environment, but um, I like to let everyone know, like the balloons that I made use, these is the brand I use, um, they are 100% natural latex. Nice. They are made from the tree sap of rubber trees. They are completely biodegradable. They're actually compostable, which means you can put them in like a compost pile. Yeah. Um, they're degradable, compostable. They're environmentally friendly. They're safe for animals. Uh, my cats actually get into my balloons and eat them all the freaking time. <laughs> I wish they wouldn't, um, but they do. And it does not harm my cats. It just makes for a very colorful litter box. Yep. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, these are safe for animals. In fact, there's never been a single reported case of an animal ever being injured or killed by this type of balloon. And not only are the balloons themselves biodegradable, but even the bag itself is recyclable. Even the bag they come in is recyclable. And the company... Yo, very eco-friendly, man. That's awesome. That's really cool. Sorry, and make dog toys out of them. <laughs> I take all my balloon scraps and I actually make canvas paintings out of them and sell them. So, um, yeah, so I try and be environmentally conscious because a lot of people say, you know, oh, balloons kill animals and... Not my balloons. Very good. Um, so, but <laughs> my name is Balloon Josh. I'm from Neverland Balloons. You can find me on Instagram at Neverland Balloons. You can also find me on Yelp at Neverland Balloons, Facebook Neverland Balloons, um, YouTube Neverland Balloons, um, and you can find me on TikTok, um, Balloon Josh. You should go check that out. I got a lot of really fun, crazy, silly stuff I'm always adding on there mm. every day. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Videos a day. So go check that out. Um, Again, thank you guys so much for having me. Um, hope to be able to work with you guys again. Very, very true. Yes, yeah, definitely. Sure. Love yeah. to have you back for sure. Got an update on the work and stuff. So uh, I would like to say my final thoughts. Thank you guys for joining us. Me, Tony the Kid. Uh, again, we'll be having all all the social media plugins. I know Director RJ will be on that and sharing that info out to you guys fans-wise. Um, SG3, any final thoughts, big man? Nah, man, all I gotta say is thank you, Josh, for your time. We appreciate it. It means a lot. I'm actually about to start following you on Instagram, dude, for sure, because I want to see some of these pictures, man. Gotcha. <laughs> yes. Uh, Zach Attack? Um, yeah, I mean, I hope Josh can hear me, man. I just want to say I'm really, uh, like, uh, like excited for what you're doing, man. That's pretty cool. Like, that's just a small concept like that, and blowing it up to make it, you know, famous-wise is really cool, man. It's awesome. And I, I'm digging the whole recycling thing. Like, that's honestly pushed that issue more. Because, you know, we always need people like that, you know? And, uh, yeah. And also, like SG3 said, you know, thank you for coming to the show, man. And, uh, honestly, you should come back, man. You're an awesome, awesome guest. I know we need to do one-on-one, but you're Perfect. a pretty cool guest, man. That's right. right. I'll you pulling it up. I'm just saying. No, let it do it. <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Director RJ, lead us up, big man. All right, well, before I do, Josh, can I request a Willy Wonka cosplay? <laughs> yeah, I can take a Willy Wonka cosplay for you. Interesting. Perfect. That would be awesome. That's awesome. Alright, so here we go. Josh, thank you for being back on the being on the show for the first time actually. <laughs> <laughs> he felt normal. He felt like he fit in real good, so yes, I'm I can save lie. the bag. Back <laughs> It's the Thank end you, show, John. You Check need your coffee. He's <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> like, see you on the next one, man. All right, guys. Thank you, everybody, for listening to us.
to the show. Thank you for anyone who's listened, uh, been a part of our podcast for such a while now. Uh, thank you, Josh, for being on the show, too. Appreciate the time you gave us. Thank you for talking about Home Alone with us. Um, anyone that has been listening to the show, you find Josh on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. And as he said, we're all going to post a lot of his work on our page, too, so you can find them easier. Um, I also want to thank everyone who's been on our show in the past few days. I am Director RJ. These are the teams, Sony the Kid, SG3, and the Zach Attack. Just signing out, Yo. as always. Yeah, that's a wrap. All right, guys.